Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey guys, I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies, and we tangent. What's up, everyone? Hello. <laughs> I don't know why it feels weird right now to do it on a Thursday. Oh yeah, that's right. Did I, can I tell you Thursday that I had a girl at Starbucks today? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there are sometimes that there's people, and I could tell that they're doing that thing where they have to talk to you because they feel like <gasps> yes, they have at to. Starbucks especially they do that. Uh, yeah, and I, I know because I've worked in corporate places, like they make you managers yeah. and stuff. So like I know that's why they're doing it. <laughs> but some of them. Like, do it in a casual way where they're like, so what are you up to today? Kind of thing. And yeah. then other people are like, hi, how are you? How, uh, what are you uh, What are you going to do for the rest of your day? And make me feel real. I'm like, you don't have to do this, but we'll be fine. Make, like, hard eye contact with you. And I'm just looking forward because I'm like, just I will look at you when you have my drink in your hand. You slowly roll the window back up. <laughs> this girl at Starbucks today, first thing she says She's like, happy Thursday. Hey, you want to know something weird? That's how, that's how she I, st- I'm sucked in immediately. That's how she starts it. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I am invested. And she was like, have you ever seen, I don't know if you're on TikTok. And I was like, I am. <laughs> we are. And I know you know me. <laughs> trying to be cool. Coy. <laughs> don't play dumb with me. You know. <laughs> she was like, I don't know if you have TikTok, but I saw a TikTok one time that was like things that are the same as each other without like... That we don't know why. And it was like Thursday is November. Oh, they give the same energy. But and it's purple. All, yes, purple and seven times seven equals 49. Yeah. That was how she started the conversation. And I was like, do you want to go somewhere on your shift? 
I could talk to you forever. Yeah. That's how you start a conversation. That's how everybody should yeah. start a conversation. Honestly, just like I, a crazy fact like that. I also feel like horses give big November energy. Oh my God. Horse Thursday purple. Yes. They get that that very much is that energy. I would name a horse Thursday, I think. <gasps> right? Let's get a horse. Okay. <laughs> Where are we gonna put it? On the couch. <laughs> Just climbs up here with Mosby. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> we have a horse. Oh, uh, anyway, I, I just imagine myself <laughs> entering like the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> you just ride just my back. Running. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. We're from TikTok. <laughs> I'm this TikTok, is funny. I'm a TikTok horse. <laughs> this is all part of a joke. <laughs> Nobody gets it. We have rich people betting on us. So just fucking relax. You, you think it's a joke? I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> I've been training for months. <laughs> My whole life. Honestly. Um, um, one time, I, my mom really wanted me to run cross country for some reason. And oh I was like. Oh my God. Yeah. Same. I don't run across the house. You want me to run across the country? No, thank you. What do I look like? Forrest Gump? <laughs> I will name my child Forrest. Yes. But I am not, not him. him. Um, but I convinced my basketball coach at the time. To tell her that cross country was bad for me, <laughs> athletically. Sure, he's like for sure. Since I, since I was running short distances up and down the basketball court. Yeah, it would be worse for you if you yeah. got used to running long distances. Then yeah. you'd just be slowly dropping. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah, my my muscle memory would be off, and so I got out of running cross country that way. That's really funny. I did sign up to be in cross country. Why would anyone sign up to be in cross country? I don't know. My friends made me do it. And I was such a follower that I did anything that they told me to you do. You guys going to run? I'll fucking run. I don't care. <laughs> so, this is so we would meet at the track. And then they'd be like, okay, now everybody, you got to run around the town for like an hour. Around the town? Yes. <laughs> and then they'd be like, see you in an hour. Goodbye. <laughs> Start running. Anyways, oh, I would always run. I'd walk after like a mile. <laughs> I'd always run, and then I'd just... My house was right across from the track, so I'd go and sit in the porch. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, it's time to go back. I'd get there. I'd put some water on my shirt, and I'd be like... Did Whoa. you really? Yes. Oh, my God. The commitment. I really committed. <laughs> the commitment to the facade. Like, Are you guys sweaty or what? <laughs> You're just, like, drenched, and everyone else is just, like, barely glistening. They're like, it's April. Relax. <laughs> You're like... Weren't working hard enough. That's what I see. I was like, I went around the town twice. Yeah. You I'm need to so do very better. fast. You yeah. didn't see me? I lapped you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Mm. Um, so we should we shout out some people? Yeah, I was gonna keep talking about track, but No, keep should. going. No, um, I think I only have like one more track story, okay. and it was when I was in seventh grade. I, I like joined to the track team. Block any athletic things out of my mind because so many embarrassing things happened to me when I did sports. <laughs> But it's fun. I I wish I could find the picture. I don't know where it is. But I it was the first time I tried to color in my eyebrows to match my hair. But, like, my hair is – it's very funny when people call me blonde. I love that. I know. They're like, I'm the blonde one. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the blonde one? (laughs) Certainly couldn't be me. (laughs) I know. My deductive reasoning skills (laughs) tells me it's me. Right. But I – um, used this like dark red eyebrow paste and like pa- 
painted on my eyebrows. No, no. And then I looked like a literal pumpkin. And then, <laughs> which is a gourd <laughs> relative yeah. to the cucumber, which is botanically a fruit. We learned all about. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your knowledge. Um, I never want to hear about fruits and vegetables again. <laughs> I, I, I can't give you enough emphasis that I don't give a fuck. Someone said a peach is a rose. What? One of the most upsetting things I've read. <laughs> See, no, I don't oh, believe actually, that. you want to know the most upsetting thing that I read is that you cannot stand backwards on the stairs. Really? Because the most upsetting thing that I read was that horses grow teeth in their ears sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a movie one time called vagina dentata oh i've seen that <laughs> it's about vagina teeth yes anyway so drag <laughs> seventh grade your eyebrows my are eyebrows on. are on my hair is curly and then just like a sprout on the top of my head why did we do that i don't know but i kept waking up in the middle of the night coughing so much that i almost vomited oh my god COVID. Uh, <laughs> i it might have been like yeah. back in the day and my mom took me to get my chest x-rayed because I was told they thought I had asthma, but turns out she thought I was smoking. What? They could see that? <laughs> well, yeah, they can tell. Like, Oh, smoker's lungs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, no, she just has asthma. <laughs> she has exercise-induced asthma. And I'm like, another reason I'm not going out for the cross-country team. <laughs> turns out. Wow. Yeah. Lucky you. I know. I was just athletically not coordinated. <laughs> I'm like, guess I don't have to do sports. Sweet. I always thought it was really weird that they started the races with a gun. Yeah, that is upsetting. <laughs> they run. Here's the thing. That was shot number one. That was the first time I did a track meet. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's taking off. And I, I like had to recover. Nothing <laughs> makes you want to sprint like the sound of a gunshot. <laughs> My God. Yeah. It also is just, it's hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't. I was just like, oh, we're going to start crying. <laughs> I probably would now. I know. Say Same. Yeah. Okay. We can do shout outs now. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got gifts. We did. We got st more stuff in the P.O. box. Uh, I want to shout out the lady um, yeah. who sent us a letter. Oh, yeah. Because it was so sweet. And she was just like, I know you guys are probably getting a lot of DMs, but I wanted to catch your attention in this way and wrote us like a legit fan mail. Um. I don't remember your name right now because <laughs> we opened it like a week ago, but I want you to know it's hanging up on my refrigerator right now. So I did yeah. really appreciate it. Kaylin, I have yours on my fridge. Yeah. I was like, I get to take this one home because you already have a fridge letter. <laughs> <laughs> fridge letter. <laughs> so I like that better than fan mail. <laughs> yeah. Please send us more fridge letters. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cover my fridge. So that was super cool. Yeah. Um, then Riley. Yeah. You are incredible so i can't even explain the amount of we were in awe when we Shocked. opened your package first of all she had several of these sent to us and yeah. we were like oh there's like one or two things in here mm -hmm. no these babies were stuffed oh yeah with things for us and so um i'm wearing some of it she like hand makes jewelry look at this ring beautiful I'm trying to find her shop name i think it's avidity plum Oh. I, tried, I memorized it, I'm pretty sure. Watch it be wrong. No, I'm right. A-V-I-D-I-T-Y Plum. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled her up. So we'll link you in our stuff if 
if people want it. Yeah, she it. has an Instagram, um, and you can DM her for orders. And the jewelry was amazing, first of all. Again, we're wearing yeah. it. Um, so pretty. <laughs> but what really caught our eye was that she... <laughs> She, first of all, these are little penises. <laughs> <laughs> she made us clay, like keychains out of, but they on each package it was a little quote of something that we said. Yeah. When in doubt, dildo out. That was the. What coolest. if you run for office? Just one singular boob. <laughs> that is <laughs> one singular <laughs> boob. I, what am I? This is a plant. Um. First of all, she made one for our significant others as well. This yeah. was Corey's. Apparently. And I think it was our first episode that he was on. Yeah, the Valentine's Day He one. was talking about Doritos, and it says they're like spicy fire or some shit. On the back of the Doritos bag, she wrote fucking spicy fire or some shit. <laughs> this one Doritos. is from the mansplaining episode that says, you bought a microwave? They wanted to make plasma. <laughs> was it your snacks microwave? Yeah, no, I think it was. <laughs> it's a tiny <laughs> microwave. This one made me cry. So, Riley, if you're watching, you freaking made me cry, but it was for Noah. It says, if you had a million dollars, what would you do first? Probably buy my mom a snow globe. <laughs> it's a little snow globe. He's very excited. Um, he thinks I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like so stoked that um, now you also said. think yeah. that he's famous. Um, I got, you know, this one that says, one time someone assumed I had a fire crotch. Uh, <laughs> our viral moment. It's little underwear with orange pubes, which I love. Um, this one was amazing. It says, trying to get this, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is just so cool. It's incredible. Uh, this one, uh, we both got mushroom themed yes. ones. Um, mine says, Eerie? there were giraffes outside. We were on mushrooms, <laughs> which my- I wasn't on mushrooms, <laughs> but it's just hysterical to think of it that way yes. now. This says, you didn't pay for your Vicodin. That's true. Or my mushroom. <laughs> And I met mushrooms for pizza, obviously. Uh, very obviously. Uh, my last one that I got down here, because she did make one for my sons, too, and that's upstairs. Yeah. It's their names. Um, this one says, does this one really need a quote? Sometimes you just got to shit in a bag in a closet. And this is a bag of poop. <laughs> so. And then this one says, Corey, help, I ate ass, and it's a butt. <laughs> So, Riley, thank you so much. You are incredibly talented. Um, Everybody, please go look at her page and get you some fun stuff because I can't even, I can't even with how talented you are. we were shocked. And I've showed everybody so far. Just, you know, like straight up. Everybody comes to my house and I'm like, look at what a a fan said to me. I have a fan. Subtle brag. Oh, hey. If you guys aren't a part of um, our Facebook community, we got a, uh, I want to say a fan club page, but that's not, but it is, it's a, it's a a community page, page. Um, but it's called Ladies and Fangents. Um, It was the most voted on name. You guys send in names and suggestions. That was one of the top three. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that won. And in true us fashion, it took us like three weeks to actually (laughs) make it. So it's up now if you want to go and join it. Um, there's been yeah. so many people making posts and then other people who are like little, I don't know Comment what to call them. them. <laughs> I all said little fangents. <laughs> it's know. weird to call other people who like we would probably genuinely be friends with yeah, in real life. Our friends. Like, yeah. I know. I'm like, who are yeah. you, bitch? Yeah. What do you share? <laughs> who, you? Yes. Or me? Me. Them. <laughs> no, they're our fans. <laughs> 
I'm getting uh, you're our friends. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> that sounds weird. If you have a better name, send us what we can or, call you. Yeah. Or just, I don't know. Or don't. <laughs> yeah. I'd like immediately get imposter syndrome, which is another thing. We're going to do an updated imposter syndrome and episode. Probably another anxiety one because we've yeah. had. We'll um, probably like couple those two together. Yeah. We've had a bunch of people talk about this. I shook my head and I felt my earrings go. Chuk, chuk, chuk. <laughs> I love a good chuk, 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 chuk. <laughs> it really made my I just yeah. want to keep moving my head okay I'm sorry um oh wait yeah one more thing that um Amy sent us these little rollers I will also put her information up but I don't have it right now <laughs> what it's called but I'm sure I'll have a link to her page that um oh wait maybe it's here no <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll, you know, shout that out once I find it, but she got us a lot of these cool, she makes like oils and sprays yeah. with essential oils. This is a piece one and, um, it smells like lavender and peppermint. It's amazing. So. We already rolled all over ourselves. I, we did. <laughs> Cause uh, I'm like, I'm anxious. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the topic we're talking about today is, um, well, first of all, I'm lead. So that's already anxiety inducing. I love it when you're lead. <laughs> but second uh, we're going to be talking about toxic positivity, which is something that I didn't even really know was a thing. Mm -hmm. I have been learning more about it very recently. Like, I'm going to see if what I think it is is what you tell me that it is. Yeah. <clears throat> because what I assumed it was and how I've dealt with it um, personally was when people would be like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just depressed. <laughs> Or whatever. Yeah. And they'd be like, you know, it's not all bad. Chin up. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? That's just exactly like, what it is. Go outside and look at the sunshine. The world's actually amazing and you just need to like yeah. smile more. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's not helping my problem. Yeah. At no, all. and that's exactly what it is. And, and you're and making me feel worse now that right. I'm not grateful for how great life is supposedly. And that's the main thing that we're going to focus on is like why toxic positivity is toxic mm -hmm. and different ways um that it can affect different people and how it can present in different ways and I have also some like replacement things as well. Yeah, I want to uh mention when you said toxic positivity <laughs> Because of things on TikTok, of course. And when last time we said toxic masculinity, when we say these terms, emphasis on the toxic. Like, we yeah. had multiple people, of course, and a lot of them were men or, like, young teenage boys that were like, I don't understand why masculinity is a bad thing. It's fucking not. We didn't say that. We yeah. said toxic masculinity is a bad thing because it's toxic. Just like this. Positivity, not a bad thing. Right. There is a way to be toxic and be positive. Right. And I, I have examples of the difference and where positivity is influential and important and yeah. it, where it does have a place. But we also need to acknowledge where it's toxic yes. and address it there. Because if you don't address something that's toxic, mm -hmm. it bleeds into when it's not toxic. Yes. It's very hard to tell it the difference. It blurs that line. That's what was going on with toxic masculinity. It was really blurring that line. Well, of... and that's why someone asked us to talk about the not all men movement. Yeah. that It kind of goes along with this because in a way, you saying 
well, it's not all men. Is completely dismissing the men that it is. Right. And how is anyone supposed to know who it is and who it isn't? Right. We don't. We get that it's not all men. If it was all men, we would be saying it was all men. <laughs> However, right. it's a big enough issue that we're, we all are aware of it. Right. So instead of advocating for the ones that it's not, how about we focus our attention and talk about the ones that it is? Right. And it's the same thing like um, someone made the example of, you know, speaking as a man, if I'm walking down the street and I see a woman, she does not know my intentions. She just knows I'm a man. And yeah. most likely she has experienced some kind of hostility, harassment, um, whether it be verbal or sexual or physical from a man, I am a threat because she doesn't know me. Yeah. And it is understandable. And from past traumatic experiences. Right. That's all, that's all we have to look Same at. thing. If a black person sees me walking down the street, they're not going to know if I'm going to be the crazy white lady who's going to call. The one that's going to call the cops. For no for reason. For them doing absolutely nothing. Right. right. So, like, that's why I'm not going to separate myself from whiteness. I can't yeah. say, like, well, it's not all white people. I'm a good white person. Doesn't matter. I, yeah, because we know that there are those people. And they ruin right. it for everybody. Right. And I'm not I'm not gonna separate myself um from a mass until the mass is no longer viewed yeah. as something that's dangerous. And we need to all acknowledge it needs to be in everybody because when you say not all men, what you're doing is you're dismissing or not all white people or whatever. Right. Is you're dismissing that there are those not that all do cops. It. Yeah. You have to acknowledge though that so- there are some. Stop saying not all. We get that. Right. Start acknowledging that it is a problem. Because when you don't, people get hurt. Yes. Because if you try and convince people to let their guard down, and they do let their guard down, they get hurt. Like that uh, TikTok that we've been seeing around that's that woman that's like, will you please be polite to men who hit on you? Right. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Because I don't know how to explain this in a way that's not... I have always been taught, be polite to your elders, be polite to people. And literally, that has gotten me hurt more than it's gotten me anywhere good. Yes. Always. Always, always, always. That has gotten me hurt so many times. Because it's taught you to ignore your gut. Yes. To you ignore my to... feeling, yep. how I feel about a situation. And it puts me, it makes me vulnerable and puts me in dangerous situations. Right. With men, with anybody. Right. I don't owe politeness to anybody. Right. I, I don't. And, and the people, here's the problem. There might be some people that just genuinely want to talk to you, but there are also those that want to prey upon you. And th- we can't tell the difference. Right. So I would rather just not put myself in the situation yeah. to... Boundaries are a good thing. Yes. Having boundaries are a good thing. We, as a generation, I believe, were taught that boundaries... Um, were rude. Yeah. And rudeness was the worst thing you could be. Right. That was a big reason why so many kids, especially in the 80s and 90s, got, there was a huge boom of kids that got um, taken advantage of either emotionally, physically, sexually. Right. It was terrible, but it was because they were taught, don't be rude and don't speak up. Right. And it's weird if you talk about it because that's bad and dirty and things like that. And it's just um, all of those things snowballed into more and more people getting hurt and not being able to talk about right. it. And it's mostly because it makes people uncomfortable. It yeah. makes people uncomfortable to face these things that are toxic, that are ugly, that are unsettling. And the 
we are never going to fix anything by staying in our comfort zones. No. So that's why we want to talk about toxic positivity because it does, it is all encompassing and it does filter into all of these things. And when someone speaks their truth, when someone opens up, listen. Yeah. Um, and that is all that we're asking for when we talk about toxic positivity, because I know that, um, there is such a movement of good vibes only and, and all of this stuff, but uh, we want to highlight how that can be dangerous sometimes. Yeah. So I will go ahead. Jump right in. <laughs> I also wanted to say when you were talking, you triggered something in my um, in my conflict management course. My professor said all change fr- comes from conflict. Right. All change. Um, good change, bad change. But all change has to come from conflict. And conflict doesn't mean like fist fighting or bad it doesn't even have to be a it just has to be a conversation right that is uncomfortable right confrontation does not have to be negative no it's just you're confronting something yes it doesn't have to be an argument right it has such a negative connotation yes but if you need if you want change to happen you have to confront it you have to have conflict right so right okay so i'm going to read you like the definition um which i got from um, mindit.com. Nice. This definition is by Kendra Cherry Goldman. She's a doctor. Dr. Kendra Cherry Goldman. T-E-O. <laughs> so <laughs> toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult the situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's a good vibes only approach to life. And while there are benefits to being an optimist and engaging in positive thinking, Toxic positivity instead rejects difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful, often falsely positive facade. Can I explain, again, another situation where I saw that happening the most was this 2020 summer Mm -hmm. when specifically people of color, but more specifically black people were speaking out and were like, hey, this is what police are doing to us. Right. An overwhelming amount of white people were posting cops giving kids ice cream. Why can't we all just focus on this? Yeah. Why don't we just focus on the good things? Let's sprinkle some positivity on my timeline. I'm so sick of seeing everybody mad about things. Why can't we all just go back to posting fun things? Because people are dying. Because people are getting killed. And it is a privilege for you to fill your page with positivity. Be able to shut your eyes and be like, well, cops have only been nice to me. That's great. But people are telling you that they aren't aren't getting that same treatment. These people cannot change their skin color. They cannot change their circumstance. They cannot change where they're from. I'm not saying people can't... um, get out of a situation but you can't get out of a skin color and just like we talked about not all blank unfortunately there are people who have been conditioned to look at people of color to look at muslims to look at hispanics to look at um black people and think something negative yeah. oh asians are a big thing that's yes. happening now oh my gosh yes i think it's hilarious too that people are like <clears throat> i don't know somebody the other day was like oh i don't think it's like everybody's like hate crimes are on the rise for asian mm-hmm. people and they're like well i just don't understand i think it's probably just not like the media is only reporting on it and whatever <clears throat> and i'm like so you think that we have an a huge amount of boom of people calling this the china virus right 
and now we have hate crimes on Asian people. And you don't think there's a fucking connection to that at yeah. all? You're not seeing the correlation? We're dumb because we don't know cucumbers or <laughs> fruit or fucking gourds. Yeah, but you can't put together that maybe um, blaming an entire population uh, for a viral infection that has made your life so, so tough. Um, and then that community getting yeah. an overwhelming amount of hate crimes happening to them recently. You don't think there's a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that is just so frustrating. Right. Um, and I didn't even think... Like, I was thinking about toxic positivity more from a standpoint of, like, myself. Um, because... Vanessa Van Edwards. Mm -hmm. She is a behavioral 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 behavioral. (laughs) Sometimes I think those on TikToks where people can't talk or they're like faking it, but it just happened to me. A behave. Oh my god. Behavioral. (laughs) Behavioral. A behavioral investigator. Okay. And an author. I know. Cool title, right? Very cool. So she talks about how there's two different kinds. Uh Um, The first kind being with others. So encouraging them to see the bright side of everything. Okay. And then the other side is with yourself. So portraying yourself as happy when you're not. Stay in your happy place. Good vibes only. So my, uh, I won't say specifics, but I've had family members who when I've come out to them and being like, hey, um, I have pretty severe depression at that time. I was self-harming, mm-hmm. um, which somebody asked us to do an episode on that too. We might eventually, but that's very heavy. Yeah, there. we so appreciate you guys sending us topics, but there are certain topics that like we really want to approach with so much respect and care, yeah, and so and they are going to take us time. Also, things like self-harm are still kind of triggering to me, yeah. so um, that's the right. only reason. But I would explain that to them, and they would say... No, you're not. You smile all the time. Literally, you're one of the f- happiest, funniest people I know. Right. And I was like, this is all an act. And But I didn't know how to shut it off. I right. did not know how to shut it off. I still do that with you. Me and you have tried to have very serious conversations. Yeah. And I'll be smiling and laughing the whole time. Yeah. It is a defense mechanism that I, I do have... it through the entire therapy session. Me too. My therapist will be like, you don't have to make jokes anymore. Like, but she laughs the whole time. She's mm-hmm. like, you're funny, but like, let's be real. And I was like, I fucking don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm here. Um, it, but I, it was because when I would be doomy and gloomy, people would be like uncomfortable and yeah. I could sense that. And I would be like, well, you got to pep this shit up. Yeah, you were making people feel uncomfortable right. because you're sad. You need to hide your truth. You need to hide your hurt. You need to hide your pain. You need to hide what's actually happening to you because it's uncomfortable for, for me other to deal people with. to, yeah, to be around. And so then they would stop being around me instead right. of like reaching out to me. They would be like, Oh, right. You're making and, me and I'll feel be honest. Weird. Like it is a lot. It, it is. is a lot. Like when Shane was going, um, was at his worst okay. with his depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. it was very hard for me because in a way I felt like a failure. Yeah. I felt like I cannot get him up. Well, I can't f- make him happy. We're fixers. We right. both want to, we want to so bad be able to right. be the ones to fix people. But when it comes to mental health and things like that, it's nine times out of 10 something that they have to do right. for themselves. And I had to understand that like, him not being him struggling is not a reflection on you stop making it about you yes this isn't because you have a terrible relationship this is something that is internally happening because what's make what that's going to do to him is make him feel like he's responsible for your happiness and if he's not okay then 
you're not okay and it's his fault. So now he's at fault for his own happiness and yours. And do you think that's going to help him crawl out of the whole fucking no? <laughs> no, no, no. Cause that's what would happen. To me. I mean, I, Corey had to deal with that with me for a lot. He would be like, I don't know how to make you happy. And I'm like, that's your problem. Me either. So yeah, like, first of all, just stop trying. Just let me be this way for a mm-hmm. little bit. That's why he would be like, just come upstairs now. I'll just come upstairs and be like, do you need anything? Do you want a blanket or something? And then I'll be like, I'm going to go downstairs and fuck off and leave you a bee. And I'm like. Have you eaten? Yeah, yeah. That's really all I need. Just check in and make sure that I'm not <laughs> dying. Yeah. I mean, truly, because there would be days where I would be like, oh, making a meal is exhausting it was too much i literally going downstairs to go to the bathroom was too much sometimes that i would just be like i wish i had a bedpan (laughs) (laughs) honestly if i did could you cast me (laughs) my boyfriend's a nurse i'd be like just shove one up in there i I love that i love that Corey was like my occupation is undisclosed i'm like bitch says you're a nurse in every episode (laughs) i don't say where he works yeah yeah um But I always thought of it, like, in regards to myself, that in my family, um, because I don't know if anyone else connects with this, but we all have, like, familial roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether it's a role that is placed on you or that you have assumed yourself, I don't know. But mine was always that I was the good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we both were. Yeah, I was the one that was put together, was an overachiever. Um, was strong, was persistent, and was resilient. And so when I felt like I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was failing failing on my role Mm -hmm. and my responsibility to be this person. And it was devastating to Mm -hmm. me because I'm like, oh my God, my one job is to be perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Is to have it all together, is to be strong. And it got to the point where I was physically in pain most days and if I wasn't in pain I was berating myself saying I didn't do enough yep because I had learned that being um productive was synonymous with being happy happy, Mm -hmm. and it's not (laughs) at all yeah well that's a a thing that I think we do in America yeah that's just like um, yeah, capitalism, <laughs> but it's right. like productivity equals success, success equals happiness. Duh. Well, the problem was, is like I would do something that seemed difficult. Yeah. And people would say, oh, my gosh, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. You're and amazing. That, that felt so good to me. Yeah. And it was almost like as long as you persevere through pain, <laughs> you are doing great, sweetie. <laughs> yes. You're doing great. And I was dying. Yeah. And I finally realized that I'm allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have boundaries. boundaries. Those are so important. I, we cannot stress that enough. You're not being a bad person by putting boundaries up and saying no. Right. Saying no. Is- Guess what? Oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever learned. What? You're allowed to say no just because you don't want to. Yep. Literally. Just because you don't want to. And you don't have to make an excuse. Yeah. That can be the reason. Yeah. Just because you don't want to. Is a fine excuse. Yep. I looked at Barbara and I was like, Barbara, do people know that you're allowed to say no because you don't want to and that you're not a bad person? You're not selfish. You're not ungrateful. You're not like you're not responsible if that person feels um, disappointed 
And she's like, yeah, Jerry, most people know that. I'm like, I don't think they do, Barbara. I don't think so. Corey, when we first got together, he was like, Sierra, you have a problem with lying. (laughs) (laughs) And you're bad at it, so I can tell. But here's the fact that he called you out on that is hysterical. He did. He still doesn't. (laughs) Because he knows when. I'm a a terrible liar. But um, it was always... Re- like he's like and we have to talk about it because they're fucking dumb things to lie <laughs> yeah. they're things that like you shouldn't be lying and i realized that it wasn't that i was lying i was making excuses i was um because i can keep yourself safe yes because in past relationships i couldn't just say no i don't want to um because i would you know i was in an abusive relationship and also just in my past like with family members that was a thing where they would guilt me. Right. Um, if I said, no, I don't want to, it was, wow, you're a fucking terrible person. Wow, right. you're so selfish. You don't love me? I can't believe how selfish you are that you you don't care about your family at all. Yes. And it's like... You learn to care about other people more than you care about yourself. Always. Yeah. And when you go to open up to someone about when you're struggling and you are met with like, just look at the bright side of things. Why it's another you... way of saying like, your feelings don't, don't matter. matter. They've never mattered. Stop talking about them. I'm in a happy place right now and you're bringing me down. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you just be happy like I am? But the problem is when no one's around to do it, you do it to yourself. Yep. And so when I would be in a bad mood, I would think like, I would then say all the things that other people are saying Mm -hmm. why can't you be happy right now look at your life this is everything you wanted you are literally living in what you prayed for dream was right what's wrong with you why aren't you happy you're never oh my gosh i remember just this summer looking at shane and i said that's why i got so depressed again this summer was because things were going so well for me i was in a place where i was finally like this is where i've always wanted to be and i'm still not happy and i'm like what an ungrateful piece of shit yes I looked at Shane and I go, I'm sorry. I think I'm broken. I am ungrateful. There is nothing that can happen that will ever make me happy. Yeah. I'm never satisfied. Yes. And he's like, that's not who you are. And I'm like, yeah, it fucking is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I just, is, I hide it from you. Really I'll be well. honest. That was pre-therapy. Yeah, and yeah. again, we know that therapy is a privilege. privilege and it is hard to access. And that's why we went so we could tell you what they said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we want to give you free advice as long as possible. Yeah. It, even when I become, when I get my bachelor's in it, I want to still give people free, like make a channel or something. I feel like this needs to be accessible to everybody. I mean, we're doing that right now. I mean, we are. Yeah. I, I just want more. Like, yeah. Give the people more. <laughs> um, I meant like maybe a separate channel where we don't yeah. talk about butt stuff as well. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Be well, a little more professional. <laughs> you guys like a little bit of both. Okay. That's true. Um, but yeah, I I remember at the beginning of my sessions with Barbara being afraid to even tell her that I had had a hard time. Because it would be like you thought that she was going to judge you for it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I, was, what I was most afraid of was her telling me that I was right. That all of the negative voices in my head were right. And I was ungrateful. Mm -hmm. And I did just need to start seeing the good side of things. And I was unappreciative of all of the things that I had. And that I was a bad person for not wanting to be there for people. And instead she said... You are 100% valid in your feelings. And it is okay to need a break. It is okay to set boundaries. It is okay to need to slow down. And you need to listen 
to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And my therapist told me, Sierra, you have a chemical imbalance in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. You could have everything in the world. You could be a queen. You could have all the riches in the world. Mm-hmm. That chemical imbalance in your brain is going to fuck with you. She didn't say it in that way, yeah. but in so many words, she was like, until that gets, I mean, and I do things, but but just to know that that will kind of always be there. And she's like, let's just work with it because it's going to be like a handicap that you're going yeah. to have for probably the rest of your life. Unless a miracle drug comes out. I've tried a lot of them and I don't like them, but right. if there's something that magically fixes it, then that would be amazing. Other than that, she's like, I can give you tools to work through it, but this is something that you have to adapt your living to for the rest of your life. Because this is just, you could have everything. It has nothing to do with what's in your life or lack of or whatever. It is literally chemicals. I realized that in my life, I was... I was focusing so much on wanting to make sure other people felt loved Mm -hmm. by me and other people felt seen by me um that I was not feeling loved by me or feeling seen by me right and and then I realized that no one else was putting me first Mm -hmm. other than my husband but like you know when people are close to you yeah they like like, I don't even fucking care (laughs) you don't matter (laughs) um you only do that because we're married yeah yeah, yeah. but (laughs) (laughs) but I realize no one else is spending all their day thinking about, does Jerry feel loved? Does Jerry feel enough? And so Jerry had to start thinking, does Jerry feel loved? Does Jerry feel mm-hmm. enough? And if she wasn't, she was like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Yeah. This is making, this is bringing me nothing. <laughs> this is making me hurt. This yeah. is making me sad. This is making me stressed. And I don't need to do it. Yep. So I won't. Yeah. And it was the most freeing thing I've ever done. When I talk about, um, doing something that seems difficult for the first time and how it opens up other doors. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, because I feel very confident that like, even if I upset someone, I, if I did it for the right reasons and I did it for myself and I was prioritizing my needs and, and who I want to be and who I want my family to have me be, uh, I'm confident Yeah. in making that change. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to... I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience. Because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are, like, going to make your bank cry. Mm-hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back for just $98 a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing that's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah for everyone and this has so much diversity not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents20 just go to n-u-u-l-y dot com 
That's newly with two U's and enter the code TANGENTS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code TANGENTS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons, so they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs) Yes, It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash tangents. 
continue on, this is now back to Dr. Kendra Terry Goldman. <laughs> she says that toxic positivity takes positive thinking to an overgeneralized extreme. Mm-hmm. This attitude doesn't just stress the importance of optimism. It minimizes and denies any trace of human emotions that aren't strictly happy or positive. Ah, okay. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to friggin' Pixar for a minute. Mm. Inside Out was such an incredible movie in the fact that it was it was about toxic positivity, was it not? Yeah, when I you have said screenshots that, about it. That literally just, when you said that, immediately it sparked the fact that I love that the entire concept of Inside Out was you're going to be sad. That's okay. Yep. You need, you cannot have joy at the stick all the time. There is um, a page that I watched. I My research has been all videos. <laughs> but it was a therapist reacting to Inside Out. Ugh. So the licensed therapist, Jonathan Decker, was um, reacting to different parts of Inside Out. Yeah. And he said one of the most profound things I've ever heard. Um, and he was, ta- he was starting to cry during this movie. Mm. And he said that his mother is passed. And all of the memories of his mother are happy, but they're blue. Yes. And in the movie Inside Out, happy memories are yellow and sad memories are blue. But he said, there's a type of love. I'm not going to be able to read this without crying. (laughs) That's okay. Um, There's a type of love that is only experienced through sadness. The type of joy that is only experienced um, through grief. And... um, that to me was like, you cannot know joy mm-hmm. without pain. You cannot know love without pain. And being completely void of one of those things makes you void of everything. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was a very emotional thing for me to listen to him say. Yeah. Um, there was a time after my aunt passed away where I was like, anytime a memory of her would pop into my head, I would instantly be like, get out. Yep. Um, I don't want to think about that because I don't want to be sad right now. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out. And but it, then if you're never remembering that her was at it. all. Then it was, and then I was getting almost disgusted with myself because I'm like, you are completely erasing her from your mind mm. because mm-hmm. you don't want to think about what her laugh sounded like because you don't yeah. want to cry again. You don't want to think, right, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> but things like that where it was like, um, I was losing her yeah. and I... Are we going to cry on this couch? I know! <laughs> Get it together. Look at the boobs. I just had to stare at the boobs. Oh. Um, but I just had to I had to feel the sadness because I missed those the joy from yeah. those memories. And now and we you can't can, separate them. No. And that was okay. Yeah. Sometimes me and my grandma and grandpa and my mom, they're all vaccinated, and I'm very excited <laughs> now that I can be in a room with them. Yeah. But we all sat around the other day and we started talking about her. There was a time when we didn't talk about her. And yeah. my grandpa said during it, he was like, I love that we can do this because I love talking about her and nobody talks about her anymore. Right. And um, it was, we were all like on the verge of tears, but also laughing and crying. And it was such a merge of those two emotions, but it was a memory that I will, I'm so glad that we had it because I love that. Like I needed that. Right. It made me, 
I don't know. Well, could you imagine if you weren't here anymore and no one ever people wanted to didn't want to speak about me because they yeah. didn't? No, I want yeah. you to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to feel. Yeah, I want, people I want to you feel. to feel. That's what it is. Don't become somebody who just has no emotions or wants to block it all out because they don't want to have any kind right. of feeling. Sadness is okay. It's yeah. okay to cry. Oh my god, you ever had a good cry? I fucking love I told you. Sometimes I'll just turn on Grey's Anatomy to fucking let it out. Sometimes we just get in my car <laughs> and go cry. Okay. I don't know if we've talked about this on the other episode. I think we did. Well, we... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you guys ever want a good song to cry to? <laughs> it's the 9-11 Heaven song. It's, okay, it's the... <laughs> right okay oh. but then the little girl is talking well we found one where she's older and she, oh. uh, dude it was instantly we had both of our heads into our shirts and i was full not on okay like not okay <laughs> yeah like sobbing broke down and then i made my sister do it in her car with me later <laughs> i was like you need this Let's everyone go. get in the car we're yep. crying everyone <laughs> sometimes car. you need to and Honestly. sometimes I can't think about my own things because it's like too painful and then I don't cry at all. I just start dissociating. Yes. So then I gotta I have to have other people's pain. If I watch someone cry, I will cry immediately. Yep. Immediately. You I like have... <laughs> you wanna cry with them. Yes. I'm just like, you're, such oh, an let me be... you're like, Oh my god, don't do this alone. Here, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got you. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't watch any kind of sad TV shows when people are crying. I'm like, mm-hmm. But like funerals. If I I don't even have to know the person. If I see their loved ones yes. crying, I will bawl. Right. Every single time. If you need somebody there to make your funeral more sad, <laughs> give us a call. Hire me. <laughs> I will have everybody in the room crying. We do podcasts and we also do funerals. So <laughs> yeah. let us know. But now we're going to talk about why it's harmful, okay. which we've kind of already like really, really elaborated on why it's harmful. Yeah. But, but um, I'm going to get into more specifics, uh, you know. From Dr. Kendra Terry Goldman. <laughs> so essentially, it's shaming. When someone is suffering, they need to know that their emotions are valid, but that they can find relief and love and their friends and family. But toxic positivity tells people that the emotions they're feelings, feeling are wrong. And I think it tells them that um, you're not good if you're not feeling happy. Right. I need you to be around me and be happy all the time or else like, right. I don't want to be around you. Right. Well, the next one is it causes guilt. Yeah. It sends a message that if you aren't finding a way to feel positive, even in the face of tragedy, that you're doing something wrong. Again, I don't want to make this all about me because it was not even, I'm sure it was way worse. But during the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, um, when it got big, I was posting a lot about it and just trying to educate. I have pretty much all white people <laughs> that were around us that right. I had on my right. page. And there were so many people, like even family members or people that were like, Sierra, you're just so negative on Facebook anymore. It's just hard to see. Like all you do is like, and I'm, it was, it was getting me to the point where I was like, you know what? I, that's right. I should be quiet. Yeah. And I'm not even a person of color. <laughs> so it feels stupid for me to say that. But like, I felt in that moment a tiny, 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 tiny bit of being told, shut up, you're making me feel uncomfortable. I don't want you to talk about right. that anymore. So that I can imagine the fucking, how big it is for right. them. Right. To have to feel that constantly. Because they can't escape it. No. And they want to 
talk about it because a lot of people don't know about it. And they, right. they're like, I need you to know about this so that you can fight for us too and make it stop. And they're like, well, I just don't like that you're making me feel bad. <laughs> because I'm trying to have like hot girl summer yeah. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So. Um, another one is it avoids authentic human emotion. Mm-hmm. Toxic positivity functions as an avoidance mechanism. When other people engage in this type of behavior, it allows them to avoid emotional situations that might make them feel uncomfortable. Yes. Which is exactly what you were just saying. But sometimes we turn these same ideas on ourselves, internalizing these toxic ideas, which is exactly what you did when someone told you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we feel difficult emotions, we then discount, dismiss, and deny them. I cannot tell you. How many times I have felt triggered by something or felt frustrated by something or felt upset or let down. And immediately in my head, I heard you're being dramatic. Yes. You're overreacting. Stop overreacting. Right. That's something I think a lot of women get told. We've talked about this before. Right. But it's like if you have big emotions, you're overreacting. Right. And I know this is going to be the most ridiculous example but it is probably the most widely known and it is um kim kardashian on vacation losing her earring (laughs) yeah okay now courtney kardashian after kim loses her earring in the ocean is like there are people dying kim and like yeah there are people dying that is important. That doesn't invalidate what she was feeling at yeah. the time. Because there are always going to be people dying. And does right. that mean that none of us should feel anything other than... And you can feel any type of way you want about Kim Kardashian crying about a diamond earring in right. the ocean. But... but at the sa- Yeah. It, is, it was an example. That of- is a feeling that she has. Yeah. And something that I'm learning about is that we all have um, something called a... Um, window of tolerance and so like some people's window of tolerance can be higher than others some people can tolerate more frustration others very small and they can still experience the exact same amount of trauma yeah and so just because my version of how much trauma i can take on versus yours versus kim kardashian versus whoever else is different doesn't mean that any of us have a monopoly on pain. Yeah. Have you ever lost something and you think that you're not going to find it? That feeling, even if it's something as silly as like money, oh, it can be replaced. Like when I lost my wallet, I was starting, I mean, I literally was starting to have a panic attack. I told Corey, I was like, I can't fucking breathe And if someone looked at you and was like, there are people who are homeless here. Yeah. People are dying. It's just a wallet. You can literally shut all your credit cards off and you'll be fine. But in that moment, it was like, I, I, I couldn't explain, I couldn't explain why I right. was so freaking out, but I, I was freaking but all out. You ma- all it felt like a part of me was do- gone. Right. And then all people would make you feel by saying like, oh my God, there are people dying is I'm being over dramatic. You're stupid for your feelings. Yes. Yeah. What you're feeling is stupid. And how- Stop feeling that. You're making right. me uncomfortable. Right. And how do you turn that off? You don't. Because when people aren't there to tell you and you then feel that feeling again, guess what you start telling yourself? Yeah. Stop being dramatic. Stop being stupid. You're overreacting. Yeah. So, again, that's why it's toxic. Please don't do that to people. Yeah. And please don't do that to yourself. Um, that was one of the things that Barbara told me is, like, um, she said that I'm... <laughs> it's very weird, but here's the thing. With my panic disorder, with my PTSD, with my specific trauma, I need 
permission to Mm -hmm. do things. And I needed my therapist to give me permission to stop thinking toxically. And I don't know if anyone else needs this, but we are giving you permission right now. Yeah. To say stop to the things that are telling you bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I started imagining a stop sign or when I started saying, uh, <laughs> she told me that I'm allowed to say, um, that's not true. I am allowed to feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems I, silly also. It does. These things that therapists tell you, if you go to therapy or just like if it, it'll seem silly at first when you're doing it. Uh, it's not <laughs> over time. It really does work. It really right. works. So, right. Um, so if no one's told you before that you're allowed to tell these thoughts to stop, mm-hmm. we're giving you permission right now to tell those to stop. And once I was allowed yeah. in my head to say, that's not true. I'm allowed to have this feeling yep. and this feeling is real and it is okay for me to have it. I was able to sit with myself almost surrender to it and then work through it. Yeah. Because just because I ignore it, just because I tell it it's not real doesn't mean that it's not there. Yes. Well, and here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't think about. Um, and it gets bigger, like with things like panic disorder. When you suppress those emotions and hide them, they will start to manifest themselves in physical ways. Right. Like <laughs> that anxiety disorders, um, We'll start. It, it is physical pain. Like my you said. panic attacks were significant. Oh my gosh, the panic attacks I was having um, prior to going to therapy and prior to implementing some of these strategies were things that made me um, want to take my own life. Mm-hmm. They made me uh, sit in a bathtub and hyperventilate mm-hmm. and feel like I was levitating over my own body. It made me feel like I couldn't feel my limbs. Do you ever get in a bathtub with all your clothes on? Because I've done that yes. so many times. <laughs> yes. Shane found me in there. You say that, like, yeah, so did my ex. What are you doing? Yep. And I said, I am trying to ground myself. That's exactly. I feel like I'm floating and for some reason the bathtub with no water in it, all clothes on, felt like I you was were heavy. anchored. It weighed yes. you down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought when you said that. I was like, oh my God, I've done that before. But uh, yeah, it, and it's scary when those feelings I've, I've had, we've talked about, I've had migraines before. I've had seizures. I don't know the cause of them, but I've read um, that they can be caused by things like PTSD and severe like trauma to your mind and right. things like that. Um, I've had so many like things that people are like... Sierra, there's always something wrong with you. <laughs> and here it was just that I was suppressing my emotions so much that they were like physically manifest. Yeah. I would have ulcers. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened with Shane too. All, all of those things. Like I couldn't eat. I would throw up all the time or it would come out the other way. Yeah. Like it was. Gastrointestinal distress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, <coughs> I had no idea that it was all because I was not f- letting myself feel. Mm-hmm. Or surrounding yourself with people that allowed you to feel. Oh, yeah. I wasn't allowed to feel. No, no, no. Because uh, if I was anything other than pretending to be happy all the time, it was, so you hate me? Right. So you don't, so you're ha- you're not happy with this life that we have? Right. 
Um, the last uh, point is it prevents growth. It allows us to avoid feelings that might be painful, but also denies us the ability to face challenging feelings that can ultimately lead to growth and deeper insight. Here's another thing I realized. There is no finish line. Outside death, there is no finish line. You are never going to arrive at being the perfect parent. Yep. You are never going to arrive at being the perfect spouse. Mm-hmm. You are never going to arrive at being the perfect person my mom says all that the time that is not a thing she's like sierra i feel so bad we didn't have podcasts and books and self-help things i didn't know what i was doing when i was a parent and i feel like i failed you guys and i'm like hey you're still my mom <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're still not done you're still a parent and she is there for me in ways that she never was before and that's okay right because she's doing it now right and uh, she says that all the time because she wasn't like there for me in ways when noah was little and things like that and she's like I'm going to make it up to you. I'm like, you already have. You're yeah. already doing right. more than enough because you're getting better. You're learning. You're growing. Actively putting in the work to get better is is literally all that I ask from anybody. Right. <laughs> and myself, especially. Right. Put in the work to do better. That was one of the most freeing things to me was knowing that I'm never going to finally arrive mm-hmm at completion of anything but that's also kind of like an exciting thing i think yeah it's like oh my god there's never a cap yes. because i felt we've talked about this with fixed mindset i thought there was a cap to intelligence and like you're either smart or you're dumb according to men on the internet we're dumb <laughs> so thank you i can't physically learn anymore because i'm big dumb dumb cheers to you men on the internet yeah we love you <laughs> Um, was I good enough sarcastic? Because there was also people on oh, that yeah. that were like, Ew. <laughs> they love they love all men, and men. we're like, we don't love men. <laughs> but then the men are like, they hate all men, and I'm like, there's no pleasing you people. <laughs> but where what was I saying? <laughs> I don't remember. We we're talking about arriving. Oh yeah, it's just exciting to know that like you you can always learn. You can learn up to the day you that can you die. Your mind. And that's so exciting. Yes, like. People, I can look back. My favorite is Facebook. Um, Wow. I was the biggest pick me, like, um, massage, internal misogyny to other women. I was like, oh, wow, summer's getting nicer and all the sluts are coming out. Yep. And I look at it now and I'm like, what? I'm so embarrassed. But also at the same time, I'm so proud of how much I've grown. Yeah. And I know the reason why I was that way was because I was insecure. Yeah. I couldn't wear the things that they were wearing. I didn't look Or as I thought like making jokes at other people's expense was like a positive thing for Made me. Made me look better. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Teenagers on the internet. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't do anything good for you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just like such a freeing thing to think of that like that's embarrassing to look at. But also, look at where you're at now. Right. And think about where you could be 10 years from now. That was right. 10 years ago. Think about in 10 years. That's the thing that confuses me when people are like, "We've never done this before. Now you want progress?" And it's like, yeah. But that's what we should all want all we, the time. We know more now. Why wouldn't we change? Why aren't we constantly moving forward? That should be the goal for all of right. us. Right. Let's like, constantly keep moving. Moving moving you can go forward and then backwards yes. you can go to the side you and i don't want people to think that they always have to be growing because sometimes you need to stay stationary yeah sometimes you need to go back a little bit yeah like just give yourself the room to feel what you want to feel mm-hmm. and 
to allow yourself to work through that, to yeah. not skip over things, to not rush to some imaginary finish line because the target is always moving. Yes. You're never going to arrive there. All you're going to do is exhaust yourself mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, me. <laughs> Hello. Me. <laughs> Myself. Honestly, yeah. when I finally realized that, like, I, there's no such thing as arriving. Well, you're also a very competitive person. So yes. I think that was, like, such a freeing thing for you to mm-hmm. not have to. Because I feel like you're I constantly to racing win. to the finish line. I wanted to win. Yes. Everything. I need to get there. Yes. And again, I think society tells us you get there. This is, was such a mind fuck for me. I know it was for you, too. Mm-hmm. Because they say, once you have a career that you love and a family and a husband and... Then you've done it. Congratulations. You've won at the game of life. Now, I guess, retire and die or yeah. whatever. Yes. And you should feel happy from here on out because you did it. You checked all the boxes. Yep. You won. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. That's not how that I works. Feel that. That's not how that works. The amount of life that I have lived since graduating high school. Oh, my gosh. The amount of people I've been in that time. Yes. And I'm yes. excited. To be different people in the future. And you can be different people. Right. You can constantly change. I hate when I hear people and they're like, my God, like how like she's a poser or whatever because that's not who she was in high school and look who she's trying to be now. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? I get to be whoever I want to be. Yeah. Whenever I want to be it. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing in the entire world? Yep. Um. I'm going to skip around because we've kind of... Can I also tell you what I yeah. think the biggest um, example of toxic positivity? Yeah. Our history. <laughs> American oh, history. Yeah. I can't think of anything. We never paint ourselves in a bad light. It's oh. constantly America the best. Uh, nah. yeah. Toxic positivity. The American dream. Because what that has instilled in people is... um. There is no need to change because we're number one. We've done it. We're the best. And it's like, uh, (laughs) don't look at other countries because we are the best country. So even if they statistically have happier people, have longer lifespans, have better quality of life, stop looking over there because we're the best. History says so because we wrote it that way. (laughs) (laughs) We made sure that it said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when you were talking earlier, I was like, oop, that popped into my head instantly because that is such a, there's such a negative outcome from that because people don't want to change. They think in some way that you're being unpatriotic if you want change. And it's like change for the better should be the most patriotic thing. That's the whole reason people left England. Literally. Is they didn't like that they couldn't do what they wanted to do. So they, they changed progress. It. So yes. they were like, I'm going to go somewhere else so we can have change. And now all of a sudden you're like, our change forefathers would not love this. And I'm like, our forefathers literally Our forefathers did wanted this. to die for this. Yeah. So yeah, I think they would. Our forefathers took some tea and went like into the <laughs> harbor, okay? I think that they love a good protest. Yeah. All right? Thank you. And Thank we're you. out. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to like try and quickly read this there's just like a one little last recap from that doctor okay <laughs> dr kendra cherry goldman okay and then um just some toxic positivity like replacements and okay. stuff so she says that you need boundaries to help keep yourself safe from people who have cranked up the positivity you may need to unfollow people so like 
like we talked about in our self-love episode of unfollowing people who people who are constantly like good vibes only yeah um, so like in the self-love one people who were promoting unhealthy lifestyles yeah. or who were making you feel insecure even if they didn't intend to unfollowing people who are preaching good vibes only or only talk about keep how they carry life. on do you remember that oh, god but but there are some people keep fuck off that's what i say who in the same way there are sometimes i love the moms on instagram and facebook who keep it real who are like i don't love this all the time right because there are other moms that are like life is a fucking dream and blah blah yeah. and everything you look at looks like it could be in a magazine and i'm just like that's not realistic right as a parent, it just isn't. Right. There are going to be days when you break down and you are making me feel like a bad person for right. having those days. And it is okay if you're someone who doesn't post that stuff, but if you're someone who is triggered yeah, by this and by their that was lack not, of sharing it. That wasn't those people's them. fault right. that I had to unfollow them. I just for me, I had to. Right. Right. Um so she says they've taken a movement and created a world where just think positive as a solution without giving tools. That's the problem. That is, is a problem. It's like think positive, but they don't know their whole audience. No. So when you preach just think positive and you don't know that the majority of people are suffering from trauma or suffering from mental health issues, just think positive is not, not a solution. A, not at all. Um Someone who's been struggling to even acknowledge that they're allowed to have feelings other than happiness or gratefulness can see these messages and feel shame and guilt for being frustrated in the first place. All because as a whole, we struggle to allow anyone to see what's in our backpacks or let anyone help us carry them. That was a big thing. Uh, oh my Jen God, I wrote that. That was not Dr. Terry <laughs> Goldman. Fooled you guys. Well, that was amazing. Dr. Jerry Steinman. <laughs> <laughs> but that is something that I think generations about, like that was why... I didn't talk about my feelings with my parents, but it's because right. they didn't talk about their feelings with theirs. And that was like a generational thing. So now that was the first thing like our adults in our family, mm -hmm. specifically my inner family, but like yeah. um, they would be like, stop sharing so many memes and um, things about depression. Anxiety. It's making you look bad. Yeah. I got told that it is making you look bad. Um, it's making you look like you're you're seeking attention. And guess what? I fucking was. I need it. And that's I okay. It was okay that I was asking for attention. I was crying out for help. Yeah. And you made it that I you made it so that um I felt bad about yeah. asking for help. Like you didn't deserve it. So then I fucking stopped asking for help. Right. And then people were like, Sierra, how did things get so bad on your end? <laughs> You made, what? You made me feel like like I was making people feel uncomfortable by asking for help that I was a that I was a burden yeah. to other people in the world because I was asking for help. Right. So I stopped doing it and then my life got way out of control and then it was like why? Right. Um when you set up boundaries, allow yourself to have healthy relationships with all of your feelings. That's why, again, throwing it back to inside out, that is the most basic understanding of having a healthy relationship with all of your feelings. Yeah. Um, you can hear these things and be able to recognize when and if they're appropriate. So, like, if you don't have a healthy boundary with your emotions, mm -hmm. you may have to step back from people who are preaching positivity. Yeah. Um, because they may not be preaching it 
as toxic, but you could be receiving it as toxic just because you're not in a healthy place. And there's nothing wrong with not being in a healthy place. You just have to know your boundaries. You have to set up boundaries. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. There is a time and a place for positivity. Um, so there is another therapist that I, I Katie Morton, go ahead. I was going to say, I have friends of mine who will rant, like talk to me and they're like in a very upset and I will say to them, do you want to just rant right now? Or do you want me to try to like uplift you? Because yeah, I was working on solutions mm-hmm. or are you because just what I was talk? doing was trying to like, let's get you cheered up. And yeah. I was realizing that people were stopping coming to me because they were, they just wanted to feel those feelings. Yep. So I'm like, do you, if you want me to, I will just be here while you rant, yeah. feel all of your feelings. Like that's fine. I'll be a secondary person here so that you can feel all of those and you don't have to be alone. I will shut up (laughs) because I was trying to fix it and they were like, let just let me feel right. So Katie Morton is a licensed therapist and she talks about how there's definitely a place for forced positive thoughts um, and things like thought stopping, which I kind of talked about earlier, distracting or looking for evidence to support a more positive outlook can all pull us out of a dark hole. Mm -hmm. So like looking and thinking like, what are things that I like about my life? Right. What are things that make me happy? There's nothing wrong with doing that. There yeah, is yeah. a place for positivity. And I want to make sure that we say that. That's why we talked so heavily in the beginning about the separation between toxic positivity and just regular positivity. Yeah. Um, positivity becomes toxic when it doesn't allow for any other emotion to be felt or acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So um, some things to help you figure out whether it is toxic or not this is um dr allison who's a clinical psychologist and if you follow her on instagram she every monday has new mantras which i think is really cool i love that mantras Um, really help yeah and they don't she like specifically makes sure that whatever her mantras are like don't invalidate feelings love that um so these are some examples of toxic positivity um and it's not just specific phrases, but it's things to look for in the wording. So it's overly simple, such as just think positive. Um, think like a catchphrase. Yeah. Um, it doesn't leave room for pain or difficult emotions, such as like happiness is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Wish it was. Yeah. It's fucking not. No. Um, all or nothing words like everybody, no one always never those kind of words can lead be like an indication of toxic positivity yeah or everything happens for a reason i fucking hate that and here's the thing you can get to a place where you're like oh my gosh i'm happy that that worked out that way or i am at peace with with how that happened with how that happened um and you can come to a place where you feel like it happened for a reason But if you are finding yourself saying something to someone who is trying to confide in you and you're like, everything happens for a reason. Not helpful. Not helpful in that moment. They can come to that position. Don't force them to that position. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of times when they're telling you about it, it's because it's happening real time for them. And uh, everything happens for a reason mindset is like more of after you've healed. (laughs) Yeah. So what works like to help people is um, comforting them, acknowledging them, compassion, connection, validation, some specifics. Uh, again, we're going to go back to Vanessa Van Edwards, who is a behavioral investigator and author. There you go. 
Um, she says, instead of, it will all be fine, say, how can I help you? Yes, I love that. Instead of saying, don't worry about it, say, is there anything I can do to make it less stressful? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, it could be worse, say, this is tough. Can I do anything? That's my favorite thing. When people try to tell me things, my favorite catchphrase to say now is, that sounds really tough. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Because truly, sometimes that's what people want to hear. And sometimes I think people are like, I don't, in their own mind, they're like, I don't have a right to be as upset as I am. If you validate them and say, wow, that sounds really hard, it is helpful. Right. Whether you know it or not, it really is. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, don't be so negative, say, it must be hard. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of saying, look at the bright side, say, it's hard to see the good in that situation, but we'll make sense of it when we can. I love that. The way that's phrased, and here's the thing. Like, are you going to verbatim say this shit? Probably not. But thinking of the sentiment behind it, acknowledging, instead of saying look at the bright side, acknowledge I, acknowledging? <laughs> love that. <laughs> acknowledging it's hard to see the good yeah. in this right now, I, but we'll make sense of it. Let's try to get to a place where right. we can. When we can. When we can. Not, when yeah. we can. Not like immediately right now. Just and like eventually that's when like, we can. Yeah, giving you a leisurely time pace. Not like we have to do this right now. Right. We have to figure this out. Right. It's, it's like very low pressure. Eventually we'll get there and we'll find the good in this. But right now we don't have to. Right. There's no rush. Um, and instead of saying everything happens for a reason, say, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Just like getting it out. See, I'm not kidding. And again, this is like, I should have known this as a therapist. Sometimes I think like people, when they come to you, they want you to fix them. Right. You have to find a solution to their problems. So you need to start like just, I will just word mouth. Oh, word mouth, word vomit. (laughs) Yeah. Things. This was something I was really doing. Again, my boyfriend kind of loved this about him. He's a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) This is his work address. (laughs) But, um. He's really good at calling me out on things like that. Sometimes in a mean way. <laughs> but he doesn't mean to. He's just very blunt about things. Yeah. So he was like, hey, um, you are an, a one-upper sometimes. And I fucking hate that you do that. And I was like, what? And he's like, I can't ever tell you something's wrong without you trying to tell me what's also going wrong with you. Oh. And I didn't realize that like a coping mechanism that I was trying to do is I, trying in my relatable. mind, I'm trying to be like, Hey, I see where you're coming from because that this is what also happened to me. I can empathize with you. I understand. But how people were receiving it, and this is why words matter. It's not about what I was trying to convey. It's how it was being received. People were receiving it as you're trying to take my moment. Right. I'm just trying to confide in you and vent to you. And you're like talking about yourself right it was sounding selfish and like i was one-upping so what i've tried to do now is just be like just be quiet <laughs> just be quiet yeah. sometimes people just want to vent just be like go on well tell me more like about a fine that line with that too because i think there is a time and place for well, people to feel comfortable yeah i try to ask people now because a lot of times people will know i'll be like do you want me to help you fine like yeah. do you want me to talk you through this or do you want me to just listen right Because I'm here if you just want to vent. Or even if you say, like, I've been through that, too, and that's really tough. Yeah. Like, or I've been through something similar that's really tough. Like, if you don't want to divulge. But I will say there are times where I have expressed something and someone validating my experience with their experience was helpful to me. Well, because you're a type of person. I think it's just depends on the type of person that you are. Yeah, and I didn't want to feel crazy. And, And I did write something else that I'll read, and it says, this takes way more energy. So, like not responding with like just look on the bright side or everything's gonna be fine yeah 
you're okay. You're so strong. It takes more energy to sit there and, and be like, be with someone yeah. in that moment and feel those feelings with them. Right. So you could be the person expressing your vulnerability or you could be the person um, someone confides in. Both are exhausting. Being both of those people is exhausting. Um, and I want to encourage you that I feel weird like reading what I wrote, but you guys can't read my name. <laughs> I want to encourage you that um, in that moment to not enter the conversation with the intent to leave it healed. Yeah. Just lighter. Yeah. Um, if you're expressing, get it out, remove it from your head so it stops taking up space. The longer it's in there, the more negative, distorted thoughts can invalidate you. If you're the person being confided in, don't think you need to fix it. It's okay to say, I don't know how to help, but I'm here. I hear you. I see you. I understand how hard that is. Sometimes don't people don't need to be cured. They just need to feel like they're not crazy. Um, yeah. And that's something and they just I want to feel heard. Right. Right. I want you to. I want to know that you see me, that you hear me, that I'm not nuts for feeling what I'm feeling. And sometimes it can happen from you sharing your experience or sometimes it can just happen from you just sitting and listening. Yeah. And again, when I was posting all those things and I was super depressed, I was seeking attention. And sometimes attention, giving someone just that attention to be like, oh, my gosh, that sounds really tough. That's all I wanted to hear. That is fucking all I wanted from my family members, from my friends, from my boyfriends at the time, all I wanted was for them to validate that what I was going through was a fucking battle because it was. And to be like, I'm so sorry. Not even that I'm so sorry, but I just, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do to help you or, or not just know that I'm here. That was fucking all I wanted. You didn't have to fix me. Yeah. You didn't have to sit there and suffer with me. Just let me know that you cared. That's right. it. Right. So that's all I have. Okay. That was a really good one, I think. Yeah. That helped me a little bit. Did it? Yeah, I didn't even realize. Well, there are certain things that I think of that I say. Some, like I said, I, I, I think I just try to fix sometimes. And really what I should do is just be there. Because you want to fix. I want to fix people. I don't want we people to about, hurt. Right. I don't want people to hurt. But, but people need. They have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um. Because, like, we learned from the therapist who cried it inside out, <laughs> like we all did, <laughs> um, we cannot feel joy, we cannot feel love without sadness mm-hmm. and without grief and without acknowledging that all of those things are parts of us and being able to sit in those moments of pain and uncomfortableness is when we grow. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you guys for hanging out and growing with us. Yes. <laughs> this is vastly different from Hammytown last week. We like um, to sprinkle them some funny ones so that we can hit you with the hard ones again. <laughs> yeah, we like to, you know, sometimes we're just like hanging on the beach and other times we get you on the boat and we sail away to South Beach <laughs> Island. Yeah. And, but we're here for you. Yeah. So um, that's that on toxic positivity. Be there for each other. Be there for yourself. We appreciate you. Yes. Uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) We're out.
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.